03444991000. Let's speak to John Bonfinglio then, who is our uh, man in Latin America this morning. John, hello there, buddy. Hey, Daryl, how are you? Yes, I'm all right, mate, thank you. Are you okay? You staying well? Yeah, yeah, not, not too bad. Just trying to, you know, batten down the hatches, etc. I'm sure the same as everybody else. Yeah, quite, absolutely. Um, can we um, can we start in Brazil? Because um, we've seen some quite astonishing, and, and there the, the have, I think, been protests in response to this, um, accusations by the Brazilian president of fear-mongering and him attempting to play down the threat of coronavirus in the country. Yeah, I mean, I guess it shouldn't surprise us at this stage in the game that, you know, Bolso, uh, Joe Bolsonaro, the, the Brazilian president, kind of goes against... Uh, all standard opinion um and so when it comes to COVID 19 you know he's pretty much doing doing the same thing saying it's hysterical it's a fantasy but essentially it's uh brazil is not going to have the same problems as any other country and then he cites things like the average age in brazil and the and the temperature in the country as to a reason as to as to why it's not going to spread um very much i mean i think you can look at it as ever two ways um with this on the on, on the one hand is the guy delusional um uh yes for sure uh, if you kind of scratch under the surface and go well you know what actually is taking place here is there any semblance of um a rational behavior to what he's doing then i think you would go down the line of saying uh that his presidency is based on uh, on brazil improving economically right across um the, the the social structures that that exist in brazil and that if brazil um clamps down on if the brazilian authorities clamp down in the same way it's taken, uh, has taken place in various other countries you know in terms of closing borders quarantine etc the economy is going to nosedive and he's going to deal with one problem well he's going to try and deal with one problem but he's going to generate a whole heap of other problems alongside that which he doesn't want to which he doesn't want to do Important to say, I think, that he is um, he's in direct conflict with a lot of the state governors. So Brazil is with a number of other um, states in Latin America and also the U.S. There is a federal authority, obviously, of the president, but actually the, um, a lot of um, the country is based around um, state-based control. So he is in direct uh, conflict at the moment with a lot of local authorities that are actually imposing quarantines and curfews and and so on and he's saying that it's a scorched earth policy and that they should stop doing what it is that they're doing right i see and um he and also but, but just on, on i mean there, there are some contrasts i suppose with 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 uh, north of the border uh, uh, uh north of america uh, in donald trump and the way that he's sort of approached this situation certainly early on um attempting to kind of play it down a little bit um referring to it as a, a, a as a hoax perhaps not quite in as many in in the same sort of terms that uh, the the brazilian president has will we see perhaps what we have seen from donald trump in recent days and in the last week or so an, an acceleration in his concern perhaps or or certainly a, a an increase in the action being taken just because he's going to have to the numbers surely are going to get away with him in terms of case get away from him in terms of cases and deaths inevitably yeah i, I think you're right i mean brazil also at the moment has the highest infection rate in in latin america it has uh, currently 2000 which is nowhere near the 60,000 in, in in the u.s but for sure if, if things start going wrong which is you know more than i mean it's a hell of a gamble on his part it really is 
Um, if things start going wrong, then absolutely he's going to. They're all going to have to take notice of it, and by that point, it'll be it'll be too late. Actually, um, as ever with Bolsonaro and Trump, they actually said pretty much the same stuff about um, uh, the, the coronavirus and everything else. I mean, Trump said that it was a, a democratic uh, a plot to uh, more fake news to, to knock him down, and Bolsonaro says says pretty much the same thing in terms of it being a leftist plot to to actually affect his presidency and and bring him down. And 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 right the way through, I mean. Uh, all of these countries that are, that are involved in this, there are so many strange, odd things taking taking place. Um, at the moment, really bizarrely, in Rio in particular, organised crime is stepping forward to take a lead on uh, quarantine and, and self-isolation. They've been going through a lot of the the favelas with megaphones saying, if you don't take this seriously, we're going to... I mean, they haven't said we're going to kneecap you, but they, they said they're going to in, indulge in corrective behaviour and have, uh, have actually gone on record are saying that if the government won't do the right thing, organised crime will. Right. Wow. And that's, that's, I mean, that opens up a huge vacuum, doesn't it, really? And, and, and there is a, a power and influence vacuum that clearly organised crime are seizing. Yeah, and, 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 you know, you and I have spoken about this many times before. I mean, if it gets to a point, I mean, where I'm speaking to you from at the moment, there's, there's a kind of a self-imposed lockdown. The authorities haven't forced anybody to do it, but civil society and business and so have taken, have taken that lead. But in, 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 in terms of these power vacuums, as you say, that, that exist right across Latin America, if it ever got to the point where an authority wanted to impose some kind of crackdown or whatever it might be in, in that regard, I mean, the, uh, an official authority, if you like, a state-based authority or a federal authority, is only one of a number of different authorities, if you like, in inverted commas, that have that are stakeholders in these in these contexts. And by no means um, is the official authority the strongest element of, of all of these. So, to to really achieve this, you have to have not only widespread agreement, but co-opt all of these other kind of, you know, slightly more. Um, surprising, um, unusual power structures which exist in, in the continent. Mm. Um, to Colombia, just briefly, uh, John, as well, because there's been some prison unrest as well there, hasn't there, amid this outbreak? Because of tensions over this outbreak. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the one that's come to the news, but this is happening right across Latin America as well. Oh, I think we've lost you. Have uh, we lost prisoners. you? Oh, can you hear me? John, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sorry, your line dipped out a little bit there. Sorry, mate. Go on. That's all right. Yeah, um, so the Colombian uh, prison story has hit the, the news, but actually this is happening across Latin America at the moment. Prisoners obviously watch TV, they hear the news, and they know that uh, if they are in closed spaces like, like prisons, that they are at the mercy of the spread of coronavirus, and nobody wants to be in them. So watch this space, because what took place in Colombia is the, is the thin end of that. Um, of that wedge, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of trouble in prisons across the continent. Yeah, clearly. Um, uh, okay, let's also um, uh, turn our attention to to, to Mexico, and there's, so there's a, a, a border closure there, isn't there, between Mexico and the United States of America, which is um, kind of politically quite loaded uh, situation in, in itself, isn't it? Yeah, and Trump has actually used the opportunity to say that this is one of the reasons why the border needs to be closed, even though, you know, at one and the same time he says that it's it's to do with uh, an invasion from the south, but then blames it, you know, says that it's a Chinese a Chinese virus. But the, but the border the border isn't entirely closed. The border is closed to non-citizens, so you actually have free 
flowing movement from um, U.S. individuals who w want to go backwards and forwards, but actually, in particular, in terms of um, folk that work north of the border, say, you know, in 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 Juarez or Tijuana and stuff, suddenly that's completely that's completely closed to them, and they're, they're unable to move um, across day to day to you know to to make the the small amounts of money that they need to um, to get through the day. So for sure, that's uh, that's a major problem in. Uh, taking place in uh, in and across that that border, and and actually go, going back to the Bolsonaro line that you mentioned a minute ago, yeah. um, the Mexican president Andrés Manuel López Obrador also similarly is not really taking the situation sure. seriously. In fact, hello. Hey, John, listen, just hang, hang on. The line. We're going to call you back, John, actually, because the line is a little bit dodge. Um, and I think if we move you from the first line to the second line, that tends to work, producer John. FYI. Um, because sometimes we have a bit of an issue. Uh, I, I actually, I, you know, I wonder if 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 the the telephone lines are coming under some sort of uh, strain at the moment. I don't know whether that's true or not. I've got absolutely no knowledge or experience to back that up or not. Um, but I guess there's a bit of a a bit of a New Year's Eve syndrome happening at the moment, where we're all trying to talk to each other and communicate with each other um, because we can't do it face to face. And so it's cool. I know that my Wi-Fi is basically ground to a halt uh, at home. Um, um, maybe I, I assume that that's relevant. But given it's 2020, I, I stream everything. Uh, the radio, the television, all of it is is streamed via the internet. So I think I'm single-handedly bringing that uh, network down. Um, uh, John's back. Hi, John. Hey, thanks for that. That's okay, mate. No worries. Um, you were you were saying so that yeah, the parallels again in leadership. Yes, yeah, so, um, the Mexican president Andrés Manuel López Obrador has also not been taking this particularly seriously um, either. At a recent press conference, he, he said that apparently we shouldn't be hugging people um, to, in order to not transmit coronavirus. And he said, don't stop hugging people. It's important to, uh, to hug people. And both him and Bolsonaro have been going around doing, doing rallies and uh, pressing the flesh and hugging, kissing, etc., flying in the face of obviously international received opinion and scientific advice as to what to, to do or not do in the face of you know, what were these very extreme times that we're all living in? Mm. And look, for, for, for a lot of people in countries like uh, Brazil uh, and Mexico and Colombia, um, it's going to be a class issue, isn't it? In terms of in terms of how well prepared you are to deal with an infectious disease like this, not only the healthcare that you have access to, but the way that your lives are structured. We're seeing that over here in, in the United Kingdom and around the world, John. Um, but in countries like like Brazil and uh, and Mexico and Colombia, um, it's exasperated, isn't it? The fact that uh, exaggerated, excuse me. The, the fact that um, these people are living in, in close proximity and uh, work is insecure and access to healthcare is restricted. Yeah, absolutely, and um, and I think the, the, the worry by people that do live on a breadline or live in those kinds of in those kinds of conditions is whichever way, uh, whichever side of the fence the you know the situation falls, they're they're in trouble because on the one hand, you know if coronavirus comes calling, they do not have access to healthcare which will provide them with ventilators etc. And on the other side of the on the flip side of the coin, even if it doesn't come calling, the, the, the mass closures of industry that have been taking place um, across the country here in Mexico and across Latin America mean that the economy has gone off a cliff. Um, and so that people who were earning, you know, a, a, a pound or two, five pounds a day to get their family through now have no income coming in whatsoever. And mm. as many people have told me over the course of the last few days, who, who are still out selling at markets and, you know, um, 
and uh, on the streets, they say, well, look, what choice do I have? I can't not, you know, be out on the streets trying to earn the money that we need on a daily basis. Mm. That's basically just a different, a different kind of death. It's, they say that quarantine is almost like a, something that the privileged can, can do, that, mm. that for them going home is basically saying, you know, we're going to die by another means. Yeah, which is uh, is a similar picture um, in many other parts of the world as well. Uh, exacerbated was the word that I was looking for there that I struggled to find for some reason. Um, uh, listen, John, the line isn't brilliant. We're going to leave it there, but it's uh, it's good to catch up, my friend. You stay. Are you? What, what, what? I mean, you do a lot of work from home anyway, don't you? But are you are you sort of altering your daily life and the way that, that things are things are sort of operating for you at the moment? Yeah, just basically staying at home. So um, I mean, I can we can almost do everything from here anyway. So I've just limited all movement. Um, and basically running everything from from here. Sure. Okay. Uh, John, look after yourself. Take care, mate, and we'll speak again soon. All right. Take it out. Uh, John Bonfinglio in Latin America for us this morning on Talk Radio. Sorry about the line. On-